anyway, you know, hammers and metal and, you know, clang, clang and all that stuff. Welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tunkinson. And my name is Frank Cole. And this is episode 61, recorded March 11th, 2022. And thank you for the false start restart there. I'm I'm a little foggy today. It's what I'm here uh, for. I was, uh, man, I'm a mess. I uh, uh, traveled this week and, and there were some weather delays and so late coming home. And then we had a, a minor medical scare with one of the kids at like 2.30 in the morning. And, you know, these oh, things just pile up all at once. Yeah. yeah. And you know, everything's fine, but. You know, you're up and and then even once the house is quiet again, you're just awake, you know, just wired. And so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm here in body and that's all I, (laughs) that's all I can commit to at the moment. I can commiserate my, my son has had uh, croup in the past and um, that, that wakes, I mean, wakes you up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. You've got to go to the ER for it. They give you a a steroidal to, um, to uh, settle it back down and, you know. Um, we've got it. We've, we, he, he's grown out of it and we had it under control, but that made for some long nights sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We've, mm-hmm. we've dealt with that one. That one's no fun. Yeah. So anyway, um, what well, we have, uh, we do have some topics. We actually, um, we owe the audience two topics. So we, we had closed out an episode probably, I think it was two weeks ago now talking about two topics that, um, we, we, we have to, uh, we have to come back to. Um, we'll start with the easy one first, and that is the notion of unlimited PTO. And I have seen this come up now in my hiring practices, both with incoming employees and with exiting employees, you know, saying mm-hmm. things like, oh, you, you guys count PTO days? Well, these this other company over here has unlimited PTO. So, you know, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, what can you do for me here to, to, to make Clearly- this up? Clearly, infinity is larger than exactly fifteen I mean, days or whatever what, your finite number is, right? This correct. is math, right? This is basic math. Like I could take off literally the entire year if I wanted to, right? That's that's what unlimited. Yeah. That's what unlimited. As long means. as I send, you know, as long as I send the reminder email and block my calendar. Sorry, you know, right. uh, out of office for the next three hundred and forty-two days. Uh, I will catch up with email. Mm-hmm. You know, when I return, if anything urgent, please contact my boss at such and such number. Exactly. That's all it is. That's, That's all, all it is, is, Frank. It's, it's it's magic. It's magic. You just get as many days you as you do. want. And you're right. So uh, And everybody everybody takes full advantage of it when it when it's there. That's <laughs> right. Because everybody's got unlimited PTO. So why wouldn't you all just take off whenever the hell you want, right? That's that's yes. that's how this works. So everybody's just taking off all the time they want, whenever they want, for as long as they want, because and, that's how this and works. Math is, hard. Mm. math is hard. Math is hard. And I feel like mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't understand this doesn't understand the concept of infinity. Right, right. I mean, clearly. Because, I mean, it just goes forever, right? So I can, get empl- I can be employed and not work. Boundless. Just exactly. Exactly. And yeah. so okay. what I have, so P, unlimited PTO is in short, kind of a scam and not actually in the favor of the employee. You actually want the days qualified. There are a number of reasons for this. Number one, unlimited does not obviously mean truly unlimited. If you in fact tried to take off for the entire year, your boss would have something to say about that. 
So there is actually an upper limit, but because it's identified as quote unquote unlimited, you now don't know what that limit is. It could be different well, and let's, and let's take a step managers. back. You're, you're right. And let's take a step back. I have never seen as an employee or as a candidate, I've never seen a policy. Uh, I've never seen a PTO policy, whether finite or otherwise, that did not include the language subject to manager prior approval. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, that, that caveat will never not be there. So right, right there, there's, there's some upper bound, right? It's not, it's not completely blue ocean, do whatever you want. There is a limit, but to, you know, the point where you're going here, it's like, well, there is a limit and I know that practically, but the policy doesn't say what it is. So then you start to spiral in your mm -hmm. head about, well, okay, I, I mean, I took three days in February. Like, can I take another one in March? I don't, what about my son? My family goes to the beach in July. Like, what, can mm -hmm. I, can I take another week? Like that's, that's nine days at my old, my old job. I had 20 days of PTO. Uh, but this one says it's infinite, but I don't know if that's okay. And what is everybody else? What is my boss doing? I see him working on Saturday. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, you spiral quick. Because, because you have no bounds, you are now you now are subject to making a whole bunch of assumptions, you and the manager both. And that is no good for anyone. The clarity of expectations is absolutely crucial here because without it, you might have a manager who thinks, 20 days a year is fine or 30 days a year is fine or heck 40 days a year is fine. But then you might have another manager who thinks 20 is too much and 15 is more reasonable. And because the policy doesn't stipulate, the manager can't say the manager doesn't have can't actually say, OK, well, I think 15 is reasonable and then impose that on you. But they are your approval gateway. Right. So they kind of can. So th this, the, the gray yeah. area helps no one and only introduces frustration. The other side. No, and I'm sure. I, I, I'm sorry. I was no, no, you're fine. You you're I'm, I'm sure we can find some of this for the show notes. I'm sure we can find some of the studies that go in and, and look at this. Uh, but my understanding based on some prior research is that like empirically the employees of companies without finite PTO policies wind up taking less time off. Correct. And I yes. think I think a lot of it is this psychological uh, barrier and and the 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 psychological resistance and in in that in that gray area that's responsible for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're right, and I think the psychological barrier here actually goes in two. There's there's two dimensions to it. There's there between you and the manager, and then there's between you and your coworkers, because. It's unlimited, and if you end up taking 30 days in the year, but somebody else doesn't, is that fair? Well, the policy says unlimited, and so I took what I wanted, and this other person took what they wanted. Is that fair? Wow. By the rules, yes, but it could, it can and often does create unnecessary points of friction be, yeah. around who's taking what time. And so what people end up doing a lot of times is they take less time so that they are in line mentally for themselves with the rest of the team, especially with, in our with field. With self-imposed limitations. Self-imposed artificial limitations. And in our field, because a lot of what we do has even unofficial on-call, I know you and I have both done official and unofficial yeah. on-call stuff. When you take PTO, the, the obvious implication is you're not going to be available for that stuff, which means everyone else is shouldering that load, you know, plus whatever you would normally take. And again, 
it's by the rules, it's fine, but is it? And and so there's this un again these unspoken things that actually apply stress and pressure to the entire team and yourself around your your PTO, and it ends up facilitating guilt, which really should not be part of the equation. Like it's which PTO, is, you should be you by the way it, you should take it and it should be fine. Like the opposite of what PTO is for. You're supposed to relax and unplug mm-hmm. and recharge and and do all of and not have associ- guilt associated with it. And I think one of the things just to dig in on that a little more because there's some there's some more tactical nuance here. What about staffing? Let's say you're on a, if you're on a you know uh a small startup team, there's a few people. Somebody's out, you feel it, but you know it's coming and everybody kind of gets what goes on there. If you've got a larger team maybe a little bit more of a scheduled environment with kind of structured releases and and you have some expectations to meet obligations that, you know, look forward three, six, 12 months. If at a certain team size, what can happen is with a, with a finite PTO policy, I can say, look, I've got, and I know, you know, lines of code written and hours worked and all of that are, are, you know, they're numbers, but they don't really matter. But but practically speaking, if I have a large enough team and large enough commitments over the period of time, I can say, look, I have 10 hours worth of work to do in the next time period. And I have staff that could apply 11 hours of effort towards that in that time period. Somebody leaves and they were three of those hours. How am I going to meet this commitment? So in, at, a, at a larger team scale, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm being very eloquent with this, this explanation, but at a larger team scale, uh, you need to understand exactly how much time you know people are able to take off and then build your staffing around that. Because if I say I have you know 15,000 hours of development bandwidth this year and everybody's got three weeks of PTO... I probably need to add a couple of people on my roster to account for that. And not only just PTO, but also people being sick and so on and so forth, which is not what we're talking about, but it can compound because you and I both know, uh, <laughs> you know, as soon as you plan for the happy path, everything that can go wrong will, right? Murphy's going right. to knock on your door in a heartbeat. So you're going to have somebody on PTO. You didn't account for that in your staffing. Things are a little stressful. That's when somebody's going to get sick. That's when somebody else's kids is going to get sick. That's when somebody else is going to have emergency travel. And it really can compound at the worst, at the worst, oppor- least opportune time. Um, and so, you know, again, even at a smaller team, that dynamic is still at play. Um, but kind of coarse grain project scheduling for a larger team, you need to know how much PTO to plan for. And I, and you can look to history. You can say, oh, over the last twelve or thirty-six months, here's on average how much time people took. That's not a guarantee. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I for one, as a recovering developer, as like a a little bit of a minor perfectionist as a nerd. I, I like, there are not many guarantees or finites in life. This can be one of them. And so I, I, I get squirmy when it's not, you know, cause it's something we can actually put a number on and be confident about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we don't, you know, I get nervous. I think that you, you're making a distinction between large and small teams. I don't think that's the right, that that's not the right comparison. It's, it's the, you're talking micro and macro level doesn't matter the team size. If I'm looking at a large enough bandwidth of time, usually a year, because PTO, um, when it, when it is quantified, refreshes on an annual basis. If I know how big my team is and I know how much PTO they have in a year, I can put those numbers together and very easily see how many on roughly how many hours of dev time I have available to me. And now, I mean, and that's going to apply whether you have a small team 
or a large team. And so it's really just, it's that, it's that difference of scale. Um, and so, so that's, I mean, so there's, there's, so there's benefit for the individual, the, the, there's benefit for the employee in the, you know, eliminating the assumptions and the stress and the guesswork for to have a number. There's a benefit to the manager because they can actually do better estimating around, Plan, yeah. around the PTO. Um, there is, there is one, there is one group, there's one, one, one collective that, that does actually win out on the, on the unlimited PTO. And that's the organization as a whole, because, and this is the part that most people don't think about. They just look at unlimited and go, Ooh, Ooh, as much PTO as I want. Unlimited PTO benefits the company, the, 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 the LLC, the umbrella, not the individual, the organization. That is the only group that actually wins out here. And here's how. When your PTO is unlimited, there's nothing that's actually tracked. If the company does not owe you PTO, owe you that paid time off, there is no liability. There is no um, owed expense to the employee. And so let me let me elaborate. So if I have... If I, if I am given, if I'm granted, say, 15 days a year, okay, I earn 15 days of PTO, okay? So let's say I have completed, you know, I, I, I completed a whole year, I earned 15 days, I spent seven of them, I've got eight left, and now I decide to leave the company, okay? As I'm walking out the door, I have eight PTO days on the books, as they say. And that is that is actually very, right. that is very literal. There is an actual line caveat item your, in, finance, in finance. Caveat state law and your company policy, but most organizations will pay out unused PTO upon severance or Cor- upon termination. It's, it, yeah. it's usually so in part that of the deal. case, you're absolutely right. The, the accountants, your, your accounting department will actually have a liability line item for your remaining PTO balance. Absolutely. Now, yeah, and, and that is the default policy for most companies. You're right; they're not obligated to do that. I would argue if 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 they're not paying out PTO, and this has been consistent in my experience working with clients and and you know prospective clients and things like that. If you don't, if you earn PTO but then can't get paid it out when you leave, you you don't want to work for that company. Like that that is indicative of broader systemic d bag behavior. I think. No, I, and I don't want to. I don't want to quash your cynicism because I I love it. Right? Um, there is <laughs> it, it an is my alternate, stock and trade. It really is. <laughs> there there is an alternate explanation, which is that uh, even people, um, and I, you know, I I know a lot of people who have, you know, their their, uh, you know, they have they have rights to have their PTO paid out upon termination, mm-hmm. and uh, there are a lot of people that just let it build and build and build and build until it caps off. Right. Right. So. Um, and and that's great, but I don't think PTO. And this is why I don't like uh, unlimited PTO policies. I don't think anything that discourages taking the time off is a good policy. So I, I actually come up like I'm I'm in agreement with you. Some companies do it because they're scummy, and that can be a red flag that it's a scummy company that's that's trying to get one over on you. That absolutely does happen in the real world, and it's sad, but. You got to be careful about it. Right. Um, what I have seen, though, because I've worked for companies that had unlimited policy, I've worked for companies with finite policy, I've worked with companies that don't pay it out, right, in all those mm-hmm. combinations. Um, honestly, 
the 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 companies with the the companies that don't pay a finite PTO bucket that will not get paid out, um, it it becomes use it or lose it. I see, and I can see in my own experience, more people take more time off more consistently on an annual basis. And to me, right, that's key. I'm actually it actually encourage because I see some companies say, oh, uh, and this was a I don't know if this is still a thing. Um, but there was a uh, there was a trend. It was pop. It was it was in vogue for a time to have a PTO minimum. Hmm. So oh, our policy is. is unlimited. Our policy is unlimited PTO. You have to take at least three weeks of PTO during the year. Like they would force right. you, and if you didn't do it, they would literally shut off your system access. Like if you didn't take so much, I think it was like so much per quarter, but then you had so much for the year and you had to take it and they would literally cut you off and lock you out. They would disable your badge and VPN and you couldn't work if you wanted to. And then at the end of the year, at the end of the quarter, that was it. You're done for the year, right? So we'll see on January 2nd. Um, that gets at the same thing, but I think what you do there is it's it's the worst of both worlds, right? So, okay, n- not the worst of both worlds. It's a minimum, but it also winds up being the maximum, right? For the same kind reasons of, that unlimited yeah. PTO has psychological downward pressure on the amount people actually take, um, I think it narrows in too much. Um, so in the same spirit as the PTO minimum, in my mind, not paying it out, I have literally had conversations with people, uh, well, uh, I'd, I use it or lose it, so I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be around if you need me, but I'm not at my desk next week because it's going to expire, right? That's great. I think that's actually mm-hmm. good as long as you've got enough, uh, which, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and by the way, even for somebody starting out like two weeks is like not a great policy. Um, yeah, 10 days kind is of pretty forever, chancy. Pretty chancy. Forever in a day, two weeks was kind of the starter number. And I've seen that increase over the years. 15. I think that's healthy. If you're a starter, good. if you're, if you're fresh out of college, you can ask for 15. Yeah, I think 15, 15. is reasonable. Yeah. I think yeah. that's totally reasonable. Um, but I think so, so the companies, so the companies that don't, uh, is increasingly common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you start to see the 20 and 25 numbers when there's no breakdown between PTO or sick day or personal yes. day, you know, which so it is used what to, we have those, been moving towards. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, for those that maybe haven't been around as long, it used to be the standard was kind of two weeks vacation, then an, and then a handful of sick days, and then a couple, maybe one, two, three personal days. And and so then you wanted time off for whatever the reason. You had to kind of classify it yep. as as vacation, and it was called vacation, not PT, vacation or sick or personal. And there were like rules when you could right. take vacation, one or the other. It was this whole annoyance. Vacation, you had to schedule yeah, in advance. So, PTO and, or sick and personal, you didn't have to, but you right. were expected to take more than one or two of them in a row and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. then if it was sick and it was more than one or two days mm-hmm. in a row, now you had to come in with a doctor's note like it's third freaking grade. And it, I think it got, it's it everybody. Now you're starting to see these 15 and 20 day policy, and it's just pto yeah right and that's it and i like i think that's a healthy shift because um what i tell my employees we have a very open relationship with with my teams um and they often do say hey i'm taking off this week or that week because i'm going here we're doing that this is fun thing i just need a break or hey you know i'm not feeling well i think i have this and i'm like that's great you want to share with me i love that we have the kind of relationship where you can share with me but I also say in the same breath, usually that like, you don't owe me an explanation. I don't, I don't need to know what you have this PTO. It is your right as an employee. You need it. 
you take it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have to know because I, I remember the days where it was vacation or sick or personal, and there were all these weird rules and Byzantine incantations you had to recite in order to get things to line it. And um, and so that's where I think when you combine these things, you start to see those like fifteen and twenty day. I think that's good. Yeah, I well, really I mean, don't. you've seen it. You've seen this 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 coalescing and this normalizing and this sanity. And in, in, so a number of things you you've seen the reduction of, of the the types of time off, which I think is really good. You have also seen uh, something I've seen is a normalization of the policy across individuals. Um, when you and I started out, um, vacation time was actually one of the big negotiating. Uh, levers that you could pull. Okay, you're a little you're a little low on salary. I'd like you to come up on vacation time. Can we do that? Can I go from this to this? And I did that a number of times. My last couple of positions, the case has been now it's a company policy. Everybody has the exact same amount, but that amount is a good amount. It was 20 days, yeah. 20, 25 days, and you started earning it immediately. They usually were even flexible with you coming in the door, okay, you've already got some vacation planned. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of take it in arrears and, uh, yeah. you know, earn, earn it, earn it back afterwards. Um, so you know, the, the policies themselves have gotten, I think much more sane and, and simple. Yeah. So you, the, your point though, about the unlimited with the, you know, but you must take a certain minimum. I think that is a nice counter. That's a way to sort of level set at least, the expectation that, okay, unlimited, but we really do want you to take time off and we really want you to take at least this much because we think this is important. That's a good way to actually message what your intention is with unlimited PTO. If you're going, because if you're going to do that, you really, you need to fight the mental stigmas that we described yeah. at the start of this. And that's a good way to do it. On the other side of uh, accumulating PTO, but you don't actually keep any of it. It's use it or lose it. I, I agree. It's going to force people to use it, which is good and bad. I don't necessarily like that. I like the idea of I'm going to do a, sh I'm not doing much, if any vacation this year. And next year I'm planning a big trip and I'm going to be gone for three plus weeks. I think that's perfectly valid use of vacation time too. And so what I'm in favor of is quantified time off, you know, actually calculated with a rollover, but that rollover has a reasonably low ceiling where you're not, you can't book, you, you, you can't uh, stockpile, say two years worth of PTO. You can stockpile max a year and a half worth or a year and a quarter's worth and force. And, and then everything beyond that is use it or lose it. So you're, and, so you're saying uh, that it, like, if I have a policy where I get say uh, 16 days of PTO, right. Mm -hmm. Then I can roll over at most eight of them. Like right. 50%, like something yeah, like, like that. Exactly. So that yeah. on January 2nd, when I get my next 16, I would then have 24. No, 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 no. Let me, okay. So I see what you're saying. And no, that's not exactly what I meant. So you earn, let's say you earn 16 in a year. Your maximum that you can carry any given month at the end of at any, any given time month would is be 24. 30, is like, say, you know, 20. You know, twenty four, twenty four, or you right. know, something okay. like that. Okay, not 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 thirty two. Okay, gotcha. less than that. Thirty, twenty eight. If we're going by the sixteen number. Okay, so at the end of every month, whatever you've accumulated up to, say that twenty eight. If you are going to have more than twenty eight at the end of that month, they're just going to vanish, and you're going to be use it or lose it. So yeah. you have reached yeah. the threshold, and so now 
stop, stop working, go and use mm -hmm. that time. Cause you're going to use it or lose it. And yeah. furthermore, you should be looking at taking some significant time off at some point in the future. I think that that's a good balance. And then going back to my original point where, you know, the company benefits from the PTO because it's not on the books. It's not a liability. They don't have to track it. It doesn't actually cost them anything directly. Um, you, you want that payout. You, you earned that time. And so you should, you, you, you should get paid out for that time. I do think that that's a, that that's a fair, fair policy, but setting a max carryover cap on a month to month basis has the beneficial effects that you're seeing when you have no carryover that you have to take time. Yeah. You want people. To, and you, so you've got that. It, it, it's kind well, of, no, a nice, I don't know because nice I've balance. seen people, I've seen people, but you know, friends and family and, and then also employees when you've got, when you've got a, a carry let's So let's say you get 16 days a year and it's 150% max. So you can carry 24 at any given time, okay. right? Regardless of rollover dates or whatever, right? So right. you can only have 24. I've seen people who would get 24 and then still not take time off. Well, I mean, those right? and people then, oh, well, you know, cause I've got the 24 and I'm even guilty of like, I worked at a place, um, I think starting PTO policy was 20 days and you could carry 150%. And for a long time, like I would sit at 30 days until the very end of the year. And then I would spend just enough so that I didn't lose anything on rollover. Right. And like, you, I know I'm not alone. I've seen other variations and, and the specifics aren't as important. I, I, you know, it's where I always say that, that, that people respond to incentives and we have to be very careful about what structures we put in place as incentives and PTO is one of them. And I think the thing that we're, we're agreeing on more than anything, louder than anything here, is that you've got to be really thoughtful. You've got to be really careful. And if your management is not on board and if your company culture is not such that people are not taking their time off, the policy doesn't matter. You have a deeper issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever your, whatever the policies are is, is almost irrelevant. You need to be encouraging people to have healthy work-life balance. And that means being very loud and outspoken about, we want you to take time off. And when you, and it's, it's your choice when you do, and when you do, we're going to leave you alone. And, uh, you know, uh, th this extends even to day-to-day -day work. One of the things that I tout when I'm doing interviews is I want you working 40 hours a week. I don't want you working 50 hours. I want you working 40 hours. I want 40 good, dedicated focus hours and everything beyond that is your time. I don't want you working a crap ton of overtime because that's an unhealthy balance that you just can't maintain for extended periods of time. It's you know, th those, those days of just like cranking 60 hour weeks and, you know, getting credit it's Credit. not sustainable. It, well, it's oh, not great. sustainable. You get, it, it, they're it even worse. You get you get company points for it, which are even more worthless than internet points. I'm not that even, you get yeah, from I'm like a Reddit post. You know, right. And I'm not even convinced. The thing is, I'm not even convinced that you get much company points no. anymore because people are seeing the burnout. I like me as a boss. I I don't give you points for working sixty hours. My question to no. you is: I take them away for not escalating issues, not uh -huh. prioritizing, yep. and not being communicative. That like somewhere along the line. The expectation is unrealistic. That's yeah, I, I dock you for that. Yeah. So if you're, if yeah, to me, okay, I see you consistently working sixty hours. Okay, one of two things is likely happening here. One, you're working a ton of overtime on something because you are bogged down, and you didn't tell me about it. 
And so that's annoying. And I want to know about it because that's going to slow down everything. If you have to work 60 hours, that's a problem for the company generally. Or two, you are, you're working 60 hours because you are inefficient or in some way incapable of doing the work, which of course comes with its own set of potential implications. That's also a problem. I want to see you doing the work that you need to get done in a 40 hour work week. And if you can't do that, that indicates a problem. And if you don't come to me with that problem, that's another problem. <laughs> you need to tell me that these things are going on so that I can help you. You know, you need to, you need to bubble those things up because I don't want anyone burning out. And it's not, it's not safe for the company to have unrealistic expectations about what the, how much time the work is actually going to entail. And if you want to see, you want to see this play out in real time right now, just look at the gaming industry, games development industry. They are getting uh, absolutely shellacked, broadly speaking, for what they call crunch. And crunch is the big pushes right before major game labels push out major new titles for yeah let me go ahead date. can you drop a phrasing there for me uh yeah i, I can uh can we are phrasing. we able to okay crunch means a systemically broken corporate culture full stop that's what crunch is you can say it's oh well before a big guess what the gaming industry is set up to do big release after big release after big mm -hmm. release and you and i have both talked to people i had enough good sense uh and i think this goes back to the very origins of our relationship. You may have been the first one to point it out to me, in fact, but I have had the good sense to stay a very far wide away from the gaming industry mm, because yeah. they're code factories, because the burnout rate is ridiculous, and because yeah. they're really poor working conditions. And I cannot ask somebody to work 80-hour weeks for six months out of the year and then give them an extra week off in January to recoup before we start the next development cycle. That is a systemically broken industry. Right. right? Crunch is 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 absolutely lipstick on a pig. No, it's 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 very unhealthy. It's unsustainable, and they they turn into factories, and they just you know people come in, and then they they crunch for a couple years, and then they burn out, and they and they leave. Or uh, the smart ones know that they're going into this crunch. They know that they're going to do it for a limited period of time, mm -hmm. get earn the bona fides, earn the kudos, the credit for having done it. And then they trade on, oh, well, I worked at such and such studio to get a job that they actually want. I mean, that's a that's a legitimate strategy, professional development wise. I mean, I think we all do that to a certain extent. It's still not healthy. It's it's not a good There's thing. A and one of my favorite one of my favorite memes is a, a picture. I think it's like one of the Band of Brothers guys is like old and gray and wrinkled and you know, mm -hmm. like he's seen some things. He's seen some stuff, and the, yeah. And there's a quote overlaid on the image that's like, oh, working in IT is not stressful at all. And the attribution is Dave, comma, 28 years yeah, old. 28, right. <laughs> <laughs> like gaming industry yeah. is maybe chief among that. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, this they are the absolute worst for it because you've got the star factor. We, we this came up in the on the on the podcast before. They know these companies know you get to develop video games they know trading there's on the an name. inherent sexiness yeah. to that there's an allure mm -hmm. like i'm a i'm a lifelong gamer the notion that i could sit there and build video games day in and day oh, out oh my gosh oh my gosh that still entices me i still think that would be so much freaking fun and they know that 
and because it's a supply demand thing, there's plenty of people who want to do this. They don't have to go looking for people. People are banging down their door to work in these fields. And since they have this steady supply, they don't really need to take care of it. And so you end up getting just, just churned in there. And so it's, it's, it's not healthy and it is for the company. It's kind of sustainable, but their churn rates are huge. And I would argue and this goes back to the untracked soft costs that you know don't show up on ledgers for for companies. I I actually think that there are penalties for this stuff, but you never actually see it come to fruition. These are things that if they didn't do this crunch, if they did actually treat their employees better with you know with healthier schedules and things like that, how much better would the product be? How much better? How many more products would they do? The higher quality of them, maybe they would be they maybe they would be even faster, you know. So I, I I don't have anything to back that up. This is just my intuition from you know working in this industry well, for twenty years. I mean, it's just it's it's just another lens onto the core issue, which is that like most of the time, software becomes a race to the bottom. It, it can, and that's yeah, it. Mm -hmm. yeah, it can, right? But if, but if you fight that. And this is my point. If you fight that that trend, that stigma, and, yeah. and focus on quality and focus on uh, not just yeah. the quality of the de deliverable, but the quality of life for the team, you know, we, we have said this before, and I will continue to say it: take care of your employees. The employees will take care of the customer. Will take care of the product, whatever it is. You focus mm -hmm. on that. As if you have people underneath of you, your direct concern is no longer that specific product or the specific client. Yes, that's the, the companies or you focus on the humans. If you take yeah. care of the humans and you give them a really good, healthy work environment, all that other crap sorts itself out. I have seen it time and time again. You will not convince me otherwise. So if you just do that, this stuff works out. And that's why this PTO conversation, bringing this, you know, like all the way, bringing this all the way back, that's why this is so important because if you if you treat your employees right and they, they like nobody's stupid they know when they're getting a raw deal they always yeah. know that yeah. most people won't necessarily say anything but you'll see it in your churn rate you'll see it in your work productivity you'll see it in the enthusiasm or lack thereof when it comes to team meetings and team engagement and things like that People are not dumb. And so if you're out there with this stuff, hey, we've got a PTO policy. We tried to make it as, you know, full-fledged. We tried to make it very fair in, in your favor. So, you know, you get hours actually tracked. It's not PTO. It's not unlimited. Here's why this is good for you. Here's why this is beneficial to you. Now, we don't let you carry a crap ton of time. That might seem like it's not in your favor, but actually it is. Because we want you to take PTO. And because it's now tracked and because it's your time, all you've got to do is let us know when you're doing it and you're good. You're good to go. Yeah. You take that time off. You take as much or as little of it as you want. You know how much you have. We know how much you have. And when you're on vacation, we're going to leave you the hell alone. I'm not going to yeah, be calling think, you. You're not going to get phone called. You are going to relax because that's what I want you to do. These are the kinds of conversations that I like to have with my with prospective employees. And I can't I have lost count, Chris. I have lost count of the number of times that I have seen the the, the potential candidate just light up at some of these descriptors. 
you know, the, the, the focus on 40 hours and a, and a healthy balance, the focus yeah. on taking yeah. PTO, the focus on. Yeah. Well, because of, it's a, com- it's a competitive it's advantage a because nobody else is saying it. Exactly. All you got to do is say, just be a good human and then communicate. And that's it. That's the secret. And, and I don't. And and for the life of me now, like I have climbed. Now you and I have both climbed some pretty into some pretty significant organizations. Like we have we have we have been into places that have full robust policies, hundreds of thousands of employees, you know, sweeping HR departments and things like that. So I mean, all the way down to you and I working side by side on a, a you know on a two man operation. Okay, so well, we have two, two men and three cats. I think the, was the total three, tally of the company. Three, at the time. Yeah, it was three cats at the time and two yeah. kids. I think we yeah two kids by the I end of one, it. But then the number of cats went down as the kids went up. Well, there the cats have been actually consistent because I mean we we can't. We've always got to be filling our cat quota around here, Chris. Right? As yeah, you, as you well yeah, understand. Gotta- <laughs> so yeah. Um, so. So we've we we've seen all the different permutations of this, and for the life of me, I cannot. It, I, I can speak with a lot of confidence now. For the life of me, I can't understand why other why more people don't do this. It works every single time I've tried it in any kind of organizational setup. Every time you do this stuff with the PTO and the you know the work life balance and just employee health, comfort, satisfaction. And you give them what you need, and then you kind of turn them loose and let them go. It works out. It works out every single time. It, it, it's a it's a it's a business law, and yet and yet you you can go to like Reddit's anti work uh, sub, sub thread and hear these just horror stories of like crappy management and crappy bosses, and I just think well, you're not helping so yourself. I'm, this is not so. I'm really counterproductive. Like I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic to a lot of the sentiment on that sub. The problem I have is that I think, um, without getting into too much trouble here, um, I think a lot of the people don't have a tremendous amount of business experience. Well, if there's I can that. Say that. Yeah. And 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 okay. So the problem is, I'm in agreement. Look, that based on this, taking the story that you just wrote, OP, as truth. Yeah. I understand that's not a good situation, right? That is mm-hmm. a problem. And there are a number of ways that we could talk about that problem. But then we jump to the conclusions. And I think the path well, from A to B is where I get some lost of that. Well, with that I, I, right. With I, that I was group. using it as a, right. I, I don't want to go, I, I didn't want to go too deep into it, but it's like, okay, my, themselves, I, I keep putting marbles on my desk. The marbles keep rolling on my desk. So I'm just going to burn down my house, <laughs> right? Like, there, I, there, yes, yeah, there you are have some a problem. Yeah. But that's not the solution. Right. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> There's no. other I, things in play here. I was focusing, to be clear, I was focusing in on some of the horror stories that they tell about the managers, presumably that are, you know, have some truth in them. If they are in fact true, then then yes. I, the conclusion Any, anybody the that's had more going than one crazy boss knows that they're not all created equal and there are some bad ones. And I, I tend to believe a lot of those stories. Yeah, be I honest. believe most of them are true, but you're right. The conclusion that paints a grim, I mean, grim picture. Some some of the some of these people are just crazy, crazy like socialists who just want, you know, uh, like government stipend incomes and things like that, which, you know, is just a, you know, financial Well, but no, the political scheme, and the UBI, like, you know. that's not, that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is just the direct conclusion in the post. Like I had a bad boss. And so all bosses are bad is what you're is right. Yeah. And, I, that's, and that's anybody the, right, that's, that's incorrect. had more than one boss knows they're not created equal and some are better than others. 
Um, and I think you've just you've you've managed to amass a bunch of people that all have crappy bosses in the same spot. And right. some of the stories are rough, man. Like I'm they not are. envious. Yeah, like, I got and, a great boss, and I like I'm happy. I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> so I, I so the message the message to to folks maybe you know in in that in that space is the the boss doesn't have to be bad and and you're not wrong for setting an expectation that the person you know not be a total asshole like that that's that's okay uh, that's that's toxic bloviating douche nozzle right you don't need to be right your expectation 16. of a <laughs> your your expectation of a boss to not be a toxic bloviating douche nozzle is a good sane minimum requirement and if you're not getting that where you're at man get out man or yeah. woman get out like you don't need to put up with that crap so, so anyway, the, bringing this all. And if the you way, think if you think you're awesome and your employees all sucks, guess what? You're the TBD in that situation. Yeah. So you need to look in a mirror. Yeah. This. Yeah. And if, and if this happens multiple times, you need to look at yourself. Either you have un, unreasonable expectations, or your selection criteria is suboptimal. You need to change how you're actually picking your, your, which is a manifestation of bad expectations. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, so bringing this all, all the way back, unlimited PTO, because I, because I get this sometimes from, from candidates. Um, oh, well, you know, I've got this other offer on the table. It's it's comparable salary, comparable benefits, but they do have unlimited PTO. Whereas you're quantifying it. That's actually not in your favor. So, I don't want to have to keep explaining this, which is why I put this on the on the talking points. Unlimited PTO generally benefits the company because it's not a liability on their books. It does not benefit you. And there's a whole bunch of gray area crap that comes with it that you just don't need in your life. You want that clarity of expectation. It makes things easier. It's just like uh, just like the old saying, good fences make good neighbors. You know. Like having having the rules set, having good boundaries. I mean, yeah. you and I, you and I had this uh, yeah. when we set up our business. When when we were doing Forge Software, you and I both went, "Let's get everything in writing. Let's have everything completely in the clear on paper," because we knew that that would have a nice, clean level set of expectations. We both knew what to expect and what was going to be what was going to be the expectations. What you know who's responsible for what and and all that kind of stuff. And it just eliminated the ambiguity and the potential for conflict and strife. Why wouldn't you want that? So it's, it's, it's in your favor to put this stuff in, yeah, in and concrete, and you know quantifiable what? terms. And I feel like, I, I feel like every five or 10 episodes we, we wind up at this point, but it's just, it's that important. Um, there is always, and by the way, if you're an individual contributor, there's an expectation that you can get all your work done on whatever scale, whatever time scale your work changes, mm-hmm. right? There's yeah. there's kind of that expectation that we need to right size the assignments for the capability you have over the time that you're being given, right? That's okay. As soon as you move up into management, um, and 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 it, it gets worse as you get higher, you will not get all of your work done. Like there is no circumstance in which you complete all of the work before you. You have to get good at prioritization and communication and delegation and, and, and being okay with the fact that you are not going to, you, and, and hear me clearly here, you will not leave the office at the end of the day having inbox zero and everything complete. It does not happen. And, and the, 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 the farther you rise in an organization, the worse that gets. And you can work 19 hour days and that will not change 
the end result. You still will not get everything done, but you're going to abuse yourself. And that's going to have downstream consequences on your team because culture is so heavily top down. And mm-hmm. you're also setting a bad example for your direct. So out of one side of your mouth, maybe you agree with us and you're saying, yes, PTO is important. You should take it on the other side of your mouth. You're working from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. plus half the day on Saturday and checking email on Sunday. This is setting a certain example for your team, whether you intend it to or not. Um, and and part of it is like, I have gone through this, right? We um, we have two kids, you know, two young kids. We just had a baby about a year ago. And and I said, look, there were some meetings that were taking place, you know, around that dinner. And then if you have a, a really young child, like an infant, like like bedtime, dinner time range, right? Five, six, seven in the evening. And I said, look, you know, for a season, I'm not going to be able to make this meeting. I have family obligations. I got a hard stop at five in the afternoon. Um, if there's something that's really priority, this is my personal approach. I have no problem after all the kids are in bed, grabbing my laptop and sitting on the couch later on in the evening and clearing some things up if they're really private. I personally, I don't have a problem with doing that from time to time as as required. But between say 5 and 8 p.m., I'm just not available. And I want to I ask you, Frank, like I want to ask uh, order of magnitude, how many people when I said that came to me and said, you're doing it wrong. You're going to fail. We can't, we can't, we can't have this happen as a business. Like, do you think it was five people, 15 people, 50 people? To, give me a guess. How many oh, people oh, came oh, to me and people? pushed back yeah. when I said, I have a personal boundary. I'm not available between five and eight. How many people do you think? How many tens, hundreds of people came to me with, with black? <laughs> oh, I know exactly how many. Goose egg, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. everybody said, oh, okay. That was it. That was that it. That was the only response I got. It. Hey, copy that. I'll make sure for this meeting. It was like a monthly thing in that context. I'll make sure you get the minutes and and you get the materials ahead of time so that you can email us with any of your contributions. We can speak to those on right. the call when you're not able to be there. That was it. Like that's it. The secret is just saying, guys, I have a hard break because of life between mm-hmm. these times. I'm not available. I, nobody cares. That's it. <laughs> right? End you of just, story. You say it and then you do it. Like. That's literally what it takes. That's the strategy. That's how you implement mm-hmm. this. That's how you get tactical. You say it, and then you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's it, magic. It, yeah, it, it really. And people is. are so afraid to do it. People are so afraid to take that step. Mm-hmm. But like, I I have a struggle. A little bit of a sidebar. I have a struggle with like the term work life balance because they're not in balance. Life is more important than work. They're not balanced. They are not. Life mm-hmm. comes first. Life yes. comes before work. Life is more meaningful and valuable to me as a person than work. You're not going to get anybody in your team to disagree with that. Yeah, uh, hmm. But work is a fundamental component of your life. And I, we're getting really philosophical here. I actually do draw value and meaning and self-worth from my work. You know, this, and that goes to, you know, doing a job. Well, I don't disagree. Yeah. So, I, don't I mean, disagree. Do, do a job that, but that's you know, not, do something that I don't you think love that's and you never work a day in your life, you know? I don't think that's incongruent with what I said, though. Okay. Okay. So I find value in work. I think work mm-hmm. is meaningful. I think people need to have meaningful work in order to feel fulfilled. I think people that don't have work, I think that's a shame for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. And life is not about work. And yeah. life is more meaningful than work itself. But I don't. I don't think those two things are contradictory. Okay. All right. I. I. I 
I mean, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's my own personal perspective. Cause like I have always defined a, a portion of myself has always been defined, you know, by my work and, and my, my professional development, that, that, that is a, that's a core component of, of who I am. And so I have always thought of work as part of my self identity. And so well, that's not, balance. I don't think that's, no, I, I that's, that's, you, very you're still, in, you're, still in jiving, you're still gelling here. Okay. That's right. a, no, that's a shared experience. I mean, uh, there are people with the last name of Goldsmith. Where do you think that comes from? Right? Like <laughs> right, there was yeah. a time, there was a time in society where Tanner. you had your, Tanner. you know, uh, yeah, you, in, in <laughs> sort of European feudal pre-enlightenment era, you had your God, your Christian God-given name, and then your surname was your profession, which you took over from probably Smith. your father, right? Smith, Smith. right? Mm-hmm. What do you think that means? Right. And so, um, Means you know, blacksmith throughout for, history. Black blacksmith, you know, hammers and metal and you know, clang clang and all that stuff. You know, for, for yeah, anyone who didn't I'm, know, that's, that's what I will. Means. I will officially. I hereby officially grant you the first ever Forge Software Refactored Podcast Award for things that didn't need to be said. You congratulations. This comes. Thank you. This comes. I, I accept this, this comes humbly. This, I'd like to thank this my comes wife, with this. God. <laughs> My children, my cats, the academy, my agent, the academy. definitely my agent. Yeah. He, I mean, he just he <laughs> couldn't was have fantastic. done it without him. Couldn't have done it without him. Yep, love <laughs> you, Mac. <laughs> the award comes, by the way, with a zero dollar prize and no mm. gift certificates. So, enjoy oh those. well, I mean, um, <laughs> yes, this is fantastic. This is get better and better. And anyway, I forget we we went off on a thing. I forget what I was saying. But, but like that's so I think that's a very human experience, right? You tie and even how do we introduce? And I don't think this is always healthy, by the way. But in in the United States, at least our culture, what do you, you meet somebody for the first time? It's a neighborhood barbecue, whatever it is. No, hey, yeah, you know, I'm Chris. Oh, hey, Chris, what do you do? What do you do? It's like the first question people ask, and I, um, it, it offers a I lot don't of necessarily, identity. It does, yeah. But then I thought, I don't know if that's always awesome, right? So now I'm identified mm. by my profession. What if I hate what I do, right? Mm. What about the what about the large number of people? Hello, r slash anti work. What if you hate what you do? That's a really terrible way to introduce yourself to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, maybe you could say, "Hi, what do you like doing?" You know, yeah. like those are. But it's just it's baked into our the fabric of our reality. Um, is hey, how are my name's? What do you do? Right, that's just and and it's it's it it's you know again to a neighbor, uh, to a guy at a Sunoco, at a at a new church, at a function, or whatever it is. That's kind of the question. There is this real work identity. I think, I think in the United States we've always taken that towards the extreme. I'm not going to say to the extreme, right? I don't feel that strongly about it, mm-hmm. but like we lean in an extreme direction with that work identity piece of it. Well, that like, is all, I mean, that's, that's, being, that's quintessential American. I mean, that, that yeah, is, I mean. Yeah. America, corn-fed yeah. American. Yeah, that's just, what I'm talking I mean, about work, right there. Work, capitalism, you know, like there, there is yeah. a, there are some very, there are some deeply inbred reasons that, uh, you know, the, the average American work week is- Are you calling sig- me inbred? <laughs> significantly lo- is, is on average longer than, you know, most- European and you know other worldwide counterparts like it's 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 part of who we are we you know we if something needs doing we go and get it done and uh that's that's just I think this is part of no who and, we are. and it so is I think that's why that's, it is and I bring that yeah. up because I think that that's part of the reason why that question is such a common 
because it always has been a social signal. Yeah, it always, always been has a social been a social signal. signal yeah. right? mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't, we're not we're a casteless society here in the United States. This is a pure meritocracy. This is the advantage. Capitalism yeah, decides. Pure. Capitalism is God's way of deciding, you know, who is rich and who is stupid. That's the way it works. You know, this whole thing. It's like, come on. I, you know, I've seen, I've there seen is, enough you know, to know that that's definitely not 100% true across the board because I have seen some people running successful businesses and I don't know how they get out of bed in the morning and put well, their you're, shoes you're taking, on. You're, you're taking sarcasm and trying to counter it. Let's not. No, I'm not. I'm agreeing not with the, no, no, I'm agreeing yeah, with the yeah. sarcasm is what I'm saying. This one guy I knew ran, that ran a business, his churn rate for employees was it was ridiculous. He would turn huh. over half his staff every year. Like every cool. year he was, he was hiring and losing people, you know, like filling water into a sieve, you know, that's, that's sort of how yeah. this, this, his, his practices work. And yet his business was successful. And, and I'm looking at what he's doing. And it's like, I can see how five things that I would fix tomorrow that would make you even more successful. It's like, I cannot understand how you got to the level of success that you have. It, it, it I don't, I don't understand yeah. it because you talk to them and it's like, yeah, you, you're not, it's, I don't understand. Well, but also in this, here. but also in this, in this, um, uh, in this, this fabricated, this, this fantasized version of the, the market where like, you know, it's a meritocracy and, and all of this kind of thing, right. All of that bull crap. It's like, nobody wants to admit how much of where they end up is just luck. <laughs> nobody wants to. A lot of it. That. There yes. is, there's and there's a fair bit. There of is it, a yeah. lot of, there is a lot of personal decision. There is a lot of hard work or not. There, like there there's are always, a lot of yeah. personal inputs to this and, 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 you know, you, and you can't minimize those because those do really matter. And also there's just a good chunk of luck. luck matters there's some, there's too. Definitely like it's a chunk both of, luck. of those things. And when we, but that's my point. When we as a society identify with the work and this and this sort of capitalist utopia, do you understand? Um, and put so much of the value on the work, it it completely ignores the luck component. And then when things don't go so well, I think we take it really we personally take it, take it in personal, a hurry. Yeah. And and especially when like lots of people, <clears throat> hello 2020 and beyond, when lots of people are losing jobs, yeah, that compounds the psychological issues. Mm-hmm. I see the same thing in tech. You know, we just so happen to have been blessed to be at a time where, you know, we didn't lose so many people because we could just work from home, you know, and, and that's, um, yep. that's awesome for us. And then um, I've seen like a lack of empathy for everybody else that that wasn't an option for. And, you know, we are like way, like I mean, we, we even left, we left the sidebar. We're now on. in the alley next to that. that We're behind that. the sidebar mm. at this point yeah. with the smokers, you know, like, <laughs> But this is, but it's, it's, it's all part and partial. I mean, it all comes back to, you know, healthy work-life balance, you know, the, the, but the, the core thing here to, to really just, you know, wrapping this up is that you want to take care of yourself. If you think unlimited PTO is actually taking care of you, it's usually not. It's, it's, it's in favor of the company. Now, there are things that you as if you are a person, a decision maker inside of a company and you do have an unlimited policy, there are things you can do to counter counteract those those bad effects, you know, pushing people to have, you know, minimums like you must take off so much time in a, in a year and and so much time. I've actually seen this with the minimum. I've seen so much time in a year and then so much in a stretch. So you have to take off 
minimum three weeks in the year, but one, you have to do at least at some point, at least five days in a row, you have to do a week long break at some point. So three weeks total, one five day streak at least, which is, you know, even further pushes the, the, the vacation allotment. Um, you know, that, that could be, I've never worked in that kind of a scenario, so I can't speak to it, but I kind of like that in, in, in the, I think it sounds, I, I like the way it sounds in theory, but I, I'm very cautious to get like that prescriptive, you know, let's, let's have enough time off available and let's force if necessary people to use it there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good up until that point. Um, but then south of that, I'm like, are there really, is there really anything else that's kind of universal in right. this? Or then do you get into like industry or company or individual specific cases where that breaks down and then it's, you know, mm. I don't know. I, I mean, I like the way it yeah. sounds. And I do think for myself, I can speak for myself. I agree with this. The The full week off, like, hey, goodbye on Friday. I'm not going to see you till next Monday. I, I I try to do that at least once annually, and it's clutch. Oh my god! I have always, Ugh. I have never yet, and always wanted to do the two week in a row. You you still haven't done that. You still I've have not, not done, done that. It. No. You, you okay? No. This is a this is a Chris problem. Okay, I'm putting this one at your feet. You know, you need to make. I've done this. You know this. We've talked about this. I've done this multiple times now. This is a. This is a personal decision that you just have to commit and execute on. Um, two yeah. weeks is magical because you do that first week, you're just brain dumping. You're just separating yourself from the work. The second week, you're completely in vacation mode. And yeah. that's where the comp- that's where the real de- decompression happens. It's kind of like I've it's kind of like yeah, going to a chiropractor. I've seen that in- the first couple of chiropractic adjustments, it's just kind of like breaking things loose. And then just pain. after, <laughs> yeah, pain and discomfort. And then after that, once you get into those and you do a rhythm and then you do some really deep adjustments, oh, that's where the, that's the money. That's, that's where the mm. money's at, you know? So yes, you need to do this and it's your own dang fault that you haven't yet. Cause you're absolutely in a position that you, you can do that if you, if you arrange it for sure. I, I could, I yeah, could. I know I, you could, I'm, I'm totally calling you on your BS here. <laughs> I'm, hey, I, you have you have never heard me claim to be perfect. I I have things that true. I'm still working on over Very here. True. Like I can I can <laughs> preach a good game. I, I can talk a good game. I can walk most of it, uh, but I I am not perfect. No, no, that, and and that is you know what? That's a good note to get to end the show on right there. Just that's right. Chris is imperfect. Yeah. Makes one of us. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to hear more about how perfect I am and how imperfect Chris is, you can drop us a drop us a line feedback at refactor.work. You can check out the show. You can watch episode back episodes, show notes, all that fun stuff at refactored.work. If you want to hear more from Chris and his writings, you can check him out at Tonkinson.com. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. If you want to hear more from me, you can check me out at HotColes, K-O-E-H-L-S.com. This has been episode 61 of the Refactor Podcast on March 11th, 2022. Good conversation as always, Chris. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot, Frank. You too. See ya.